Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to the podcast. Thank you for joining us. We got a special guest on today's podcast, my former boss and bigger brother. He's not a former bigger brother. He's my bigger brother, but former boss in uh, sales. He was actually my manager for uh, probably 10 years or so and um, did a great job at it. People always ask me about that relationship, how it worked. But, um, so he's joining us. We're going to talk about steps to getting ahead. So um, definitely one to take notes on and start to apply. You know, we, there's instruction that we, that we receive in life, whether it's from the word, whether it's from our uh, instructors, whether it's from peers, whether it's, you know, we see people who, who are excelling. And then uh, we have a decision, whether it be someone who implements or someone who nods their head and says, that's really good and doesn't do anything. So even if you take one thing that we talk about here today and choose starting tomorrow to implement it, you'll be better off. So th- ways to get ahead in life. And I want to start with um, number one way to get ahead in life. And uh, this isn't, I wouldn't say the number one way, but my first way would be uh, a good uh, schedule, a good morning routine and a good routine. Uh, when I started in sales my first year, I had a, a decent year, but the thing that hurt me, I almost didn't go back into sales the second year in, in alarms because uh, at the end of the summer, I'd made decent money, but my relationship with the Lord wa- wasn't where it should have been. I felt like I'd moved backwards. I'd put on weight. And so the things that mattered most to me, I wasn't doing well in, even though I'd made money. And so for me, I thought, man, this isn't worth it to do this again for four or five months. And even if I was making six figures, it wasn't worth it to to move backwards in life. But then I realized that was on me. And the first change that I made was having a bedtime and having a wake-up time. So at the time, that was go to bed by 11.15 and wake up by 7.15. So get my eight hours of sleep, but also have time in the morning. And so now it's no different. Uh, I hardly ever see midnight unless there's a prayer meeting and then up by 6.30 and have a morning routine. We have a lot to dive in as well, uh, dive into as well. So having a morning routine, if you don't have a wake-up time or if your wake-up time is if you're going to school and you're due there at 8.30 and your wake-up time is 7.45 or later, you should have time in the morning to spend time in the Word, time in the morning to work out you know, once or twice a week, time in the morning to do something other than just throw on clothes and, and, and eat. So that would be my first tip. Yeah, I think just to add to that, Ryan, thanks for having me on. Um, you know, for me, I look at um, my life and I always felt like I was pretty disciplined when it came to sales. And, uh, you know, when the summertime came, I actually loved it because I had the ability to focus entirely just on really moving the chains in one area of my life down the field, you know, towards a touchdown. And um, so I would eat the same breakfast, go to bed at the same time. I mean, basically do eat almost the same lunch, the same snacks, you know, do the, the same thing over and over and over again for this window of time. But during the summers, I would greatly increase um, financially but my first summer, even as you said, um, I actually like fell back in certain areas. I started getting in worse and worse shape, gaining weight, uh, spiritual life, um, struggling. And so one area of my life would dominate while the other areas would fall to the wayside. And a lot of times I'd come back at the end of summer and feel just depleted in every other area other than financially. And um, very much like you, I just realized one day, like, I can't do this. There's got to be a way to live in victory in every area. And it's basically when I implemented, you know, it's so simple looking back now, but I implemented some changes in my daily routine, in my spiritual life and in my physical life that just 
brought victory in all three areas now. So now, the last couple of years, uh, I've gotten in better shape. I'm now 36 years old, and you know I've been enjoying a little time off, whatever. We're hitting the workout routine again, actually, this coming up week. But um, up until really a month and a half ago, I was really, I'd say, feeling amazing and arguably in one of the best shapes I've been in. Uh, in many years. Uh, financially, we just had our best year, um, you know, and uh, finished up, you know, total sales for the year up almost 40%. Um, and then spiritually, most importantly, my last really three years, um, I would say everything's changed where I'm no longer going out to do this intense summer sales program focused and but I deplete myself spiritually and then I come crawling back into church during camp meeting and get resurrected again really the last few years it's been growth on top of growth on top of growth and obviously the times that I do get to dedicate a week aside for camp meeting or whatever there's like a a, a, a supercharged growth during that week or the the weeks you know after that but um, I can say that uh, as long as I keep up my daily routine both physically spiritually, mentally, and financially, I see growth in those areas. And so I think, yeah, for anyone listening, I would just, you know, even as soon as this is done or while you're listening, start to identify the areas you're having victory in and look at, you know, what's, um, you know, causing that to happen. And more than likely, you're working on those things every day. And then look at the areas that you're struggling in and just be real practical about it. And like Ryan said, just set a good routine. And if you need to get to bed earlier, so that's one of my things this year, I'm going to get to bed earlier than ever before. And with me getting to bed earlier, I'm going to have more time to then up my routine in some areas I want to see extra growth in. So yeah, I would say that's also my number one. And then um, uh, I want to read a scripture here, 2 Corinthians 8, verse 7. Uh, Paul says, But as you excel in everything, in faith, in speech, in knowledge, in all earnestness, and in our love for you, see that you excel in this act of grace. Also, now he's talking about giving, but I want to draw out this word. It says, in all earnestness, in the King James, it says, in diligence, which means full effort. Uh, there's so many people who find a list of things and they're like, okay, so I'm going to read 30 minutes a day. I'm going to pray 30 minutes a day. And it's fine to be disciplined like that. And some people need that discipline where it's a set thing. But make sure whatever you do spiritually, you do earnestly. You do it out of a full heart. If you're going to give, give earnestly. Give out of love for the Lord. If you're going to win souls, win souls earnestly. So you can tell, you know, you can be committed to the act of it. And that doesn't mean you're not disciplined. You can be committed to the act. But when you get in it, make sure that your heart's engaged in the things of the Lord. Um, another scripture verse, 2 Chronicles uh, 27 Verse 6, and it says, So Jotham grew mighty, for he ordered his ways in the sight of the Lord his God. He put the Lord first. So no matter what he was doing, the Lord was first. If you're working a normal, you call it a normal job or a secular job, you order your ways in the sight of the Lord. Lord, I do this as unto you. You said whatever I do, I do with all my might as unto you. So full effort and, and be earnest in whatever you're doing. Be a full effort, earnest person. If you're reading the Bible, do it earnestly. And uh, don't just zone out and just do things because, oh, it's on my checklist. That would be my second thing. Yeah, just to add to that, I love those scriptures where it talks about, you know, whatever you do, do with all your heart. I think that if you're not able to give your best, ask yourself why and ask yourself, should you really be doing it? Are you doing what the Lord's told you to do? Because sometimes people do something and then they're waiting on the thing that the Lord has told them to do. But if you're a Christian and you've truly made... Uh, you know, um, Jesus, the Lord of your life, not just your Savior, but you're serving Him as your King, everything you do from that day should be 
really directed by the Lord. You're either in his will all the way or you're not in his will all the way. And I think for some, it's that you're just, you just been going along and you truly haven't fully surrendered. You surrendered your heart to the Lord, but the work you're doing, the hobbies you have, the friends you have, the person you're dating, you're just hoping God approves it instead of actually moving on what he said. Or there are many like myself where I was doing what the Lord wanted me to do, but I hadn't fully given it over to him and said, okay, is this really what you want me to do? I'll give it up if you want me to. And then he gave it back to me and then asked me to just do this with me. And so then do it with all your heart as unto the Lord, um, because that's what he wants you to grow in. Um, I don't know if you've got something else, but I've got one more. Yeah, so the the third thing, uh, you know, obviously we talked about discipline schedule and then whatever you do, do with all your heart. The third thing for me, I was actually thinking about this morning, um, is vision. I think that people who get ahead in society... It's that they know where they're going. One of my favorite scriptures is, write the vision, make it plain, that he who reads it may run by it. And I I get this picture in my mind of a guy reading these instructions or reading the destination, reading the pathway, the vision, and then he puts it down and now he can sprint. Um, And, uh, you know, back in the day, um, I had a, you know, uh, I've had a mixed driving record, I guess you could say, but one of the accidents I had was um, in my old Nissan Stanza. I was working, it's actually not far from where I live now, but I was working um, for a real estate agent and he wanted me to go check out a rental property. And back then there was no such thing as a GPS or maybe it just come out. So I was actually using like MapQuest maps that I'd printed out. And so I'm driving in my Nissan Stanza, which has terrible brakes, bald tires, um, you know, anyway, just a mess. And my, I've got these about five random pages of directions next to me on the passenger seat. And I make the mistake of checking where I'm at in the neighborhood. I'm driving slow, but I make the mistake of checking it while still rolling. And I roll uh, through a stop sign only to notice a, a, a van is flying through. I had a stop sign, the van didn't. And so I hit the brakes and I just slide right into the side of this van. And that was one of the you know early accidents that happened. But the reason I was making that mistake, the reason I went was going slow, and even the reason I crashed was that I didn't really know where I was going. I was trying to stop mid-move and check where I was going because I didn't know the way or I didn't have a clear you know, uh, a vision or destination of where I was going. And so the picture that I get is that when you take time, especially at the end of a year like now, getting ready for 2021, when you take time to analyze what you did right this year, not the things that are out of your control, COVID, all these things, crazy, world flipped upside down, but what was in your control? How did you respond to what happened in your work, spiritually, physically, whatever, right? What have you done well? What have you not done well? Well, let's, let's take an account of that even this week and, and d- endeavor in our hearts and set a plan to finish 2020 in an amazing way. But then also beyond that, to really strategically plan out 2021. Like, what do you want to see accomplished? Where do you want to go? And what are the moves that you need to employ every single day to get there? Because it's only those with a clear vision and a clear pathway or plan to that destination of that vision that can move with speed. When you don't know where you're going, you're constantly stopping on the way. You're getting distracted. You're having to check your MapQuest GPS or uh, you know pages in your in your passenger seat 
And that's what opens you up, one, to moving slow, getting lost, or worse, like I did, crashing into something, right? And then that stops you up, it it hinders your plan, and you don't make it to your destination. And so I think those that truly want to get ahead, yes, they they work their schedule in, that's really the plan, Um, they give full effort. But honestly, those two steps come after this final step, which is set the vision and and set that pathway. And then it's just the discipline to carry it out and to give it your all. And so I think if, if people will take those three simple steps, number one, set the vision where you want to go and set the pathway. Number two, um, discipline yourself to every single day move towards that. And then three, give your all as unto the Lord. You are guaranteed to not only have a great finish to 2020, but really like me, and I'm sure you, Ryan, uh, have the best year of your life in 2021. And so that's what I'm actually sitting down this week to do is, is kind of lay out that format of my vision, my plan, and, uh, and then just commit to give my best and uh, let God take care of the rest. Amen. Well, that's it for today. Tim, thank you for joining us on this thank podcast. You. And um, Tim, do you, have, you don't, do you have, do you have like a thing that people can listen to? Something you need to plug? Plug something. Uh, well, so yeah, so coming up, um, we are launching a group. Um, uh, we're going to call Legacy Builders. And the idea is to basically to build a global community of people around the world that A, want to, number one, grow themselves to become the best version of themselves. I believe there's greatness in every human being. I believe God's DNA is inside of every human being living on this planet. But whether that greatness comes to the surface is based on who you spend time around, iron sharpens iron, and what you listen to, what you put down into your spirit man, which then eventually manifests on the outside. And so there's so much untapped potential in every human being. Um, But it's our choice whether we access that by what we listen to, who we spend time with, what we input into our hearts, what we act on. And so um, number one, we want to create a community of people that just want to grow every single day, every single month, every single year. They want to improve and become better. Number two, we want to get people who want to make a lot of money. Um, I really believe, I'm more convinced than ever, especially with everything going on in this world, that we need a lot more good-hearted people that are ridiculously rich. My prayer actually today to the Lord was, Lord, make me exceedingly rich. This is right after I, uh, you know, sent three grand to somebody that I just saw sitting in front of me that I just felt in my heart to do. And I was so grateful that I could give away $3,000 without a second's thought, you know, it didn't, doesn't, you know, make really any difference whatsoever in my life. Um, But it was a blessing that I could do it. And I was very grateful. And then I just prayed with boldness, Lord, make me exceedingly rich so I can do this more often. And I really want to build, and I believe there's a lot of people out there that you feel that, that you don't believe the narrative of Christians are supposed to be poor or to be close to God, you're supposed to not have money. It is total garbage. It's uh, really a lie from the devil that's been implanted into the church to keep the church small and ineffective. And so I am really wanting to build an army of people who want to be rich so that they can change the world. And so that's number two, personal growth number one. People want to learn. So we're going to be teaching skills on how to make money. And then lastly, the the most valuable thing that I've received 
by being around the ministers I've been able to be around, like Pastor Rodney and many others in this church, and just my relation with God is that my eyes are very open to the fact that uh, what we do in this life, um, just like Gladiator said, echoes in eternity, that we, um, our lives are not just going to come to an end, and it's just about YOLO, you only live once, so go experience what you can, spend your money as you like, do whatever, that our lives really do matter on um, the other side of eternity. And obviously where you're spending eternity is, you know, first and foremost, the most important thing. But beyond that, what you've done in this life affects how you live in eternity. And so um, we want people that want to leave a legacy on this earth. And obviously I believe that um, that one way to leave a legacy is through the gospel, but there are many other ways where you can impact the world around you as well. And uh, hence why we want to have a lot of resources. So yeah, so um, that's going to be launching, I think, in January. Um, we may have one or two other things as well. But uh, yeah, I guess stay tuned. We'll we'll uh, let everyone know once it's available. And there'll be many forms it takes. I'm starting to actually turn my office into a full studio. We'll do podcast, video. Um, we'll have training classes on how to make money. And um, yeah, so I think it's going to be really good. You heard it here first, ladies and gentlemen. That's it. Well, we love you. Thanks for listening. We'll see you on the next <laughs> podcast. Later, guys. Thank you.